Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Yes, boys. Well, we're halfway through the season, and I think it's time for Brownie to make some changes. Whilst the team languish in the back end of the table, I believe Brownie, Brownie, not Brownlee, Brownie has some massive, massive decisions to make if he wants to prolong his coaching career at the Warriors. None bigger is whether or not to continue with a halfback that seems to have lost the ability to manage games and take the ball to the line. Here's the question is, is it time to bring a new halfback in and replace Sean Johnson? For Brownie, this is probably his biggest decision to date, and there are only two options I can see. Here's what I think. If you keep him in the team, move him out of the key playmaker role and give it to someone else. Play him a dummy half and attack and fullback in defence and put Chanel Harris at hooker so he can defend and attack in the middle because they need more size. Bring another big forward into the pack as well and move Reese Walsh into Johnson's position and give him that opportunity to manage some games. This will allow a new halfback to come to the side and one that hopefully, hopefully can do a better job currently than the current seven that we got. Or two, you just bench him. Start giving us and Volkman much needed in our experience because we know that they need 50 games before they're going to be any good for the club. They're way too young at the moment. I must say that you've been great, Sean. And man, I've enjoyed watching you set the world alight over the years, but... I also know that when a player is gun-shy and when it's time to move aside. We can rattle off a heap of stats in the world, you know, at the end of the day, but it's purely down to form, and I'm afraid yours just hasn't been up to scratch, mate. Izzy, we both remember that dreaded day when it's time to let go. Is that time now for our mate Sean Johnson? If Brownie doesn't make the call, I'm afraid, I'm guessing that he will be benched and not Sean Johnson. Thoughts? Money there, Uncle. I love number... I'd go probably number two. If I was, I'd give those Volkman and RC an opportunity. Like this is going forward. We've got to, we've got to predict for the future. Like you said, you've got the Sharks and the Panthers. It is Origin, so I'm predicting probably a lesser uh, quality side from the Sharks and the Panthers. But that's a great opportunity for them to build for the future. So, Sean Johnson, been a great servant, been a real fan of his over the last couple of years. Um, but on the weekend, yeah, that kind of really cemented at home that things aren't really going the way we really wanted, and um, it's time for a change. So I agree. I agree with Young. Yeah, I think we've I think we've waited uh, mm. long enough, halfway through we've the hoped. season. Yep, we've, we've hoped, hoped that we've you know th- there. Mm. things would change. Here's a, here's a few stats. Tries to Sean Johnson's twenty third in the comp. Line breaks, the Warriors are only 13th, you know, way down the bottom. Uh, set completions, they're sitting at 8th. Tackle breaks, this is a big one. They're basically last, 16th. Uh, missed tackles, they're 2nd in the comp. And offloads, which is a big one, which is where we used to play our football, which is 2nd, you know, off the 2nd phase football, we're sitting last again. So, you know, all the wrong stats for someone 
um, who's trying to create the opportunities in and around him, not only for himself, but the, the, the form of the team too relies on a real good bloke managing the team. And if you watch the mm. game on the weekend, the third, first three plays, his first kick was a poor kick. It was a bomb from 60-metre line, landed on the 40-metre line. The second one was a slice kick. It went another 10 metres up in the air. You know what I mean? This is, this is the first two sets of the game. And his third one was a carry to the line with a short pass to uh, Jack Murchie that, that went to ground. And, mate, for a player of his calibre, and we've got Andrew Johns on later on this morning, You, if you're at that, that stage of your career after 270-odd, 17-odd games in NRL, mate, your first three sets are just getting behind your forward pack and setting the, setting the tone and putting it down to the, uh, to the other end of the field and making your, your Manly team turn around and work out of their half. If you have a look at Manly, on the other hand, in that first 40 minutes, mate, they, they completed, uh, I think it was... Oh, 15 sets uh, out of 16, made one error and buried them with, by 26 points just by getting behind it. You know mm. what I mean? So I think Brownie's really up against it this week. I think he's sitting down, and, and there's a good text here that I'm just going to read out for Carlos because Carlos has nailed this on the head. He says, Morning, Kempe. When, when you look at the intellectual property amongst the 16 NRL teams, namely the three wise men we see in the coaching box... You need to be very concerned where the Warriors are. You've got Nathan Brown, Justin Morgan and Stacey Jones. And to think once we had David Fairley, John Hart and Ivan Cleary, a fair portion of blame surely rests of the backroom staff and recruitment at the Warriors. Yes, I totally agree. I've, I've got to say that. The, the first option by moving Sean into the dummy half position is that you keep that intellectual pro, uh, property on the fo- football field. If you can remember back in the early 2000s, me and da- da- uh, Daniel Anderson mm. done that with Brent Webb. Like We had Jason Deeth at hooker, but he couldn't carry the ball like Brent Webb could out of the dummy half area or set the forwards on fire. And I think with the, with the, the size of the forward pack at the moment, you've got to move... I reckon a good, it's a good opportunity here for, for Chanel Harris-Tavita to dummy half and add Pene on the back of the scrum for a bigger guy in the middle because what we've lost with Fanua Blake and Lodge is size and intimidation. Mm. And and your halves ain't going to go beyond, um, behind anything if you don't have that. So that's the role of the assistant coaches. They should be throwing those options to their head coach because he's got a lot on his plate at the moment. And I think if he doesn't make any decisions this week, I think next week we're going to see Brownie, if he loses against Cronulla this week going into the Penrith game, probably walking. Mm. I can see that too. And, and that's a role of assistant too. You've got to take a bit of a pressure off, a bit of a load off uh, the head coach and what we're seeing now. And where you get a gauge of where the team's at, we talk about it all the time, but where you get a real gauge of where a team's at is defensively. Whether they want to get up, whether they want to pressure, or put pressure on the opposition. Now, the number one stat that really stood out from that weekend's game, and I heard it on the commentary team, was they are the worst in the league at allowing meters per hit up. So what that's telling me is they're standing on their, they're back on their heels, they're waiting on the line, they're not getting off the line, they're not putting pressure on the opposition, they're waiting and giving opposition teams time and ball and space. To, for them to be able to play their game. Defensively, we've said it every week, 18-0 at half time. There's no way any team can come back from that, let alone the Warriors, to come back from 18-0 down at half time and just allow them weak, easy points. So it all has to start. Who's the who's defensive coach? Justin Morgan. We've been talking about him all the year, all year. The edge defense is terrible. I don't know what kind of system they're rolling there, 
But for me, they're just too passive. Too passive on defence. They don't get up and show authority. They wait and they're constantly waiting. And yeah, it's, it, I don't, if, mm. if they don't sort the defence out, they're going to have no improvements going forward. Do you think Nathan Brown will make the end of the year, Kimpy? No, I don't. And I and I and I've and I've already said it on the show. I don't mm. think Sean Johnson does either. I think um, when the go, I think it, I think he'll resign. Basically, mm. I think he'll announce his um, retirement before the season's out. Especially if the form goes uh, through the rest of these last twelve games, as as it looks like on the on the draw. If it, you know, as he makes a real good point here defensively. See, defensively, you don't have one. Uh, one leader, you don't have your captain leading your defensive side yelling at them in every break. You yeah. basically have two edge defenders, a middle defender, and your fullback leading your defensive side around the pitch. If you have a look at our middle, well, we don't have a leader in there. Tohu Harris, the second game back from a knee injury, is he's meant to pick up all the, those pieces to that middle that's just entirely been broken over the last couple of weeks. And in our back, our, in our, our edges, mate. Sean Johnson, it's probably the worst defensive game I've seen Chanel Harris-DeVita play. He was just not in the game at all defensively, which is really unusual for him. But our edges are all over the place, is he? And Reese Walsh, for me, I just think that second-year syndrome, he, by his conversation after the game on Saturday night, was just frustrated. He's He's not getting the ball when he wants it. He's not been set alight by this relationship that he's meant to be having with Sean Johnson, who's meant to be bringing these young blokes on. And I think what Brownie needs to do is he needs to make a change. Mm. You know, he needs to he, he probably needs to give more impetus of of um, playing the game back to Reese Walsh as opposed to trying to get Sean Johnson to bring him into the football game. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm expecting changes, Kempi. I'm hoping like when we when they announced Ronald Volkman and RC Dejan RC coming over, and I thought he's he's done everything uh, asked of him. Was Dejan RC going forward? We need to prepare for the uh, future and. If that unlocks Reese Walsh, and I know what you mean with the uh, Reese Walsh situation, he's getting frustrated, so he's getting taken off his role. He's probably probably trying too much. He's not getting much from the people around him. So it's just a flow-on effect, eh? And we talk about them every week, and I said it before, we'd love to just talk about something positive, but everything, it just it just goes back to what's going so horribly wrong. And, uh, yeah, who is, so if Kempe, Kempe, that's a great question. I was going to ask you that. If Brownie goes... Who takes over? Well, that's the million-dollar question. It's not who takes over. I, I was asked the question on Saturday night. It's like the this the, the last question when he said around the backroom staff, if you have a look across the board from mm. Cameron George to Mark Robinson to Nathan Brown, uh, Justin Morgan and Stacey Jones, sometimes being best mates ain't the best thing for your club. No. You know what I mean? You've got Cameron George come out of racing. He doesn't really know a hell of a lot about rugby league. He's learnt it over the last four years. You've got Robbo that's been a grassroots supporter with his father, Dave, for a number of years. So he's just new into the professional arena. Stace is probably the longest serving out of the whole lot of them and, and, and is still learning his wares. And Brownie's been around for a few few years coaching in England and NRL. And Justin Morgan, I don't know where he came from, seriously. You're dead mm. right. Like if he's your defensive coach, you are in big trouble. And what I'm saying is that there is all about friendships mm. as opposed to about getting a job done. And they don't need experts that they can rely on each other and say, well, he knows better than, than any of you talking out there in radio land. It's just, mm. mate, you're sitting 16th on the table in too many of your stats. 
You've got to change your coaching staff. You've got to change your recruitment strategy. And Brownie, you've got to pick a team that you think can win a game, not compete. Is he picking the team? Hey, is, do you reckon he's picking the team? Or is he not picking the team? Well, that's, Kepi, see, those rumor, if, they're rumours, eh, is he? Mm, and and mm. who, what, your question was, who's the next coach? Yeah. The next, he walks, the next coach needs to be strong-willed, mate. You know what I mean? If, if he walks, the coach role usually goes to assistant. So could Stacey Jones fulfil that role? If he walks early, there's no way they're going to go out and find a head coach just like that. It's going to take time. It's going to be a bit of a process. Yeah, so be a so he's a caretaker. Does Stacey Jones fulfil that role for you? No, he doesn't. Mm. And and stay and you know if I spoke to Stace too, I'd tell him not to not to put his um, hand nah. in the ring this early and keep developing. But you know that in a, that is where they need to really focus on. I've said it before. You need to get a coach and rebuild it. But you need someone like a like a Trent Robinson. You know, like a Craig Bellamy. I don't know where this player comes from. Go and seek him out. Uh, this coach comes from and build a, build a strategy over 10 years because what we're seeing is a reactive Warriors every every three or four years that like I think the stat for a coach is 2.1 years 2.3 months I think they get to coach the Warriors who, Mate, in their never right mind, who in their right mind would want to walk into that job <laughs> like, like honestly like, so you're on the outside looking and you're going yeah wow Okay, uh, and then, and that, is, is that, that really encouraged? Is he? That? That's the thing. It's like mm. Nathan Brown not making the year if he doesn't, or if he does. Like, there's there's not necessarily going to be someone better than Nathan Brown. There might be like X's and O's. There might be a better coach than Nathan Brown, but in this exact environment, is anyone going to be able to do a better job unless it is Trent Robinson or Craig Bellamy, who you're clearly not way, getting? The only way is if the coach is given full reins. See, the coach is given full reins to go in and coach and create an environment that is high-performing and stamp his mark. But at the moment, he's not. He's not having that. And that yeah. And you've seen a really good example of that, of probably the guy who should be coaching the Warriors at the moment but walked away and Todd Payton. Could you imagine yes. Todd Payton coming into the Warriors and we had Jason Tomalolo on a, on a million dollars a year and he wasn't playing well and Todd Payton came into the Warriors, yet this guy's our marquee player and saying to him, mate, you're not playing well, I'm going to move the roster around, we're going to create a team, we build a team. Can you imagine the, the turmoil that would have caused with the owners mm. and the CEO? Yeah. But what was he allowed to do? He was allowed to stop what was going on up there at the Cowboys, rebuild it, and put it together how he wanted and then get on with his coaching and look where the Cowboys are at. Yeah. Todd Payton could be the Ivan Cleary of five, six, seven, eight years away when we look back and it could be the 2.0 story. Double eight, double three, what would you do? How do you sort this mess out? Oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. Let's be productive about it. Let's not bag them. We're not bagging them. I want can we can we have some resolution? Anyone have productive ideas about how they can sort this Warriors rebel out at the moment? And and a, I think we've covered every idea possible. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we have. I mean, look, the biggest yeah. thing is they need to come home, and they're coming home, and we can't wait mm. to have them home. And I want to go to Mount Smart. I want to scream for them and cheer for them. But gee, they need to be better. Twenty nine away from eight this morning. It is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on your Queen's birthday Monday. Good morning to you. Enjoy your long weekend. We've got so much cool sport coming up. We're going to talk tennis with Brett Phillips, Rafael Nadal, a 14-time 14-times Roland Garros champion. Get that one through mm. your skull. Lydia Ko, she is third right now in the US Open, eighth under. She's playing really well, but so is Minji Lee from Australia, extending her lead. Back with our Choices for him poll after this. Life's busy. 
take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.